0: What I'm about to tell you, some of it is absolutely shocking. We're going to get into some anthropological studies and very interesting things about humans and how we relate to one another. It's our weekly marriage hour here on Trending, and as always, we're talking about things that impact dating, relationships, and marriages. Do you know what pheromones are? pheromones. It's really interesting if you're not aware of pheromones. I remember when I first learned about these in high school and my mind was blown. They have to do with how we chemically relate to one another via smell. So the word pheromone, it helps to kind of break it down in the Greek. The word pheromone is a combination of two Greek words, pheron, which means to carry and hormone to excite. So pheromone has to do with this idea of carrying and exciting something. So through are sent that we don't really understand that we're perceiving, um, we are able to carry and excite in others and receive that from somewhere else. Uh, this means that helps us in a certain law of attraction of how we relate to one another, searching out for an intimate partner to continue our race, to have children. It's fascinating on a very biochemical physiological level how the bodies work to complement one another and this appeals to the complementarity of the human person. So pheromones are there for helping to determine if someone of the opposite sex would make a good match for you. Now what's fascinating is that usually when someone is uh, just not taking, let's just be real, we're going to talk about hormonal contraception. When someone is not on any type of hormonal contraception and, and there's no contraceptive exposure for them, which we'll maybe mention that in a moment, what happens is normally when you're looking for a partner, you're looking for a partner that is different from you on a level of multiple things, but in particular including things such as immune system and chemistry so that when you mate with someone uh, you're coming together and you're not necessarily creating a human person that has where both of you have really similar genetics that uh, basically these pheromones are helping to lead you to engage in intimacy with someone, creating a human being that has a decreased likelihood to have uh, various genetic disorders because you're looking for someone who is a complement in having differences from you. It's really fascinating. We've researched this in the animal kingdom and we see it in humans as well. The body naturally orients toward attracting towards someone that would make the best offspring essentially. Now this is really interesting because on a eugenics level level, and via surrogacy and via in vitro fertilization we're trying to do this on our own without the natural process of the human body being a part of it. We're selectively choosing and killing babies at times through the IVF abortion process and through surrogacy and We'll actually talk a little bit about surrogacy tomorrow here on Trending. Khloe Kardashian is having a second baby and via a surrogate. So we'll talk about that because it is an interesting and important topic to discuss, especially with a struggle for fertility and infertility, which we'll also discuss tomorrow. So get your questions ready. Send them in to me now because we'll have a fertility specialist here on Trending tomorrow. But back to pheromones. So essentially pheromones are really important because they have to do with how we relate to one another on a chemical level creating chemical chemistry that is sort of like kind of going around sniffing people and determining whether or not they're a good match now Take us back to the watering hole and how many people used to meet each other at the watering hole in primitive cultures or today at the bars for some. But let's take us back to feeding trials. There's some fascinating research coming out of the Smithsonian from an Israeli researcher talking about pheromones in pig saliva. Now funny and gross all at the same time, but this is how important pheromones are. When pigs are eating in the feeding trough together, what happens is the pig saliva is coming off, and for pigs, the pheromones are carried in their saliva. And when a pig, a male pig and a female pig, find their saliva pheromones complementary to one another at the feeding trough, well, the female pig then knows to present her rump to the male pig. What I'm saying here is it's interesting to see how the pheromones in animals and the pheromones in human beings function. Gentlemen, ladies, please don't do that. It's not the way to go to a feeding trough, to a watering hole, and (laughs) My, my producer is killing me here with bacon jokes. I cannot take this. Okay, the level of inappropriate right now with bacon jokes is just going way too far. I digress so what's interesting about all of this is that when someone takes hormonal contraception or is exposed to contraception this is what we're seeing is being impacted pheromones so my mom used to joke in high school like hey is a person you're interested in does that person smell good to you and funny enough I remember talking to a family member who you know struggled and was in and out of various relationships and he'd always say this one woman who he kept finding himself back in a relationship with that he knew wasn't a good relationship for him he always said yeah like I didn't ever thought she smelled good like there's something about her that just didn't sit right and he knew he shouldn't be in the relationship well interestingly enough I remember when we were talking through the situation it really seemed to come down to this issue of pheromones and even the tie into contraception so here's what's fascinating contraception contraception alters how men and women relate to one another when it comes to their pheromones. There are a couple really interesting studies I want to unpack with you. One is a t-shirt study. The National Center for Biotechnology Information for the United States National Library of Medicine has some of this research talking about how basically when a woman, they took women and they had them They had them basically. uh, Some of them were on contraception. Some of them were not. What they did is they took the T-shirts. They took a bunch of men and they had them sweat and work out and do various things in their shirts to get them all stinky and sweaty. Because for although for pigs they release their pheromones in their armpit area. For human beings we release our armpits in our or we release our armpits. We release our pheromones in. Our armpits area and our groin area. Now, these two areas, essentially, especially with the use of t-shirts, they had the men sweat in their t-shirts. They then gave the t-shirts to all these different women to smell these stinky, sweaty t-shirts. And the women had to rate these t-shirts and say which ones they were interested in, which ones they weren't. Well, what they were sniffing for wasn't just Does this person have a good B.O., bad B.O., the right cologne, the wrong deodorant? No, none of that. What they were monitoring was the interest in pheromones. Now, what happened was women who were not on birth control were looking for smells that basically led to complementary smells. Men with good immune systems, uh, women who were fertile, were looking for the genes of men who had good, healthy immune systems. Uh, But when contracepting, women were looking for similar biological chemistry. And they were looking, uh, they were disinterested in, complementarity when it came to genetics. But also what some of the research has shown is that women when they're contracepting are also interested in men with pheromones who are less faithful in their behavior. Men who become dissatisfied with partners. All these things that were really interesting. So what we know in some of the connection to the research on contraception pheromones, what it shows is that we know when a woman's taking hormonal contraception, her body's in what's known as a state of pseudo-pregnancy. Some of the contraception works to try and trick the body into thinking it's already pregnant so it won't and can't get pregnant. This is part of the reason why some of the symptoms for women who are on birth control can be some of the worst symptoms that some women who are pregnant experience. Well, what's happening is, is that the woman, when she's pregnant, it usually tends to be that when a woman's pregnant, she looks to spend time with people who are familiar to her, in particular family, who have chemical makeup as her, because she's looking for something familiar and what, God willing, coming from a good family, would be safe. This is what the body's orienting toward. But when she's not on hormonal contraception, her pheromones are normal. She's looking for a chemical compliment. So what's interesting, especially if someone comes from, let's say, an abusive or unhealthy family relationship and they're taking hormonal contraception. When you're on hormonal contraception, you're actually going to be interested in people more similar to your family members, which in particular might not necessarily be a good thing if you come from a not so great family. So women who are on contraception don't choose the same type of men they would if they were on contraception. This is why we're running into a major crisis. Women women are on contraception. They then get married. At a certain point, they decide that they don't want to be on contraception anymore. Next thing you know, they are starting to have normal ovulating cycles. Their, form, their, their hormones and their pheromones have shifted, and they're interested in different pheromones than the situation that they put themselves in. And their partners, their spouses, often tend to be not as interesting to them. So what we're seeing is a lower success rate in marriages where people had been contracepting beforehand because the interest shifts and changes based on the chemical complementarity that was meant to be there. Some of the research is absolutely fascinating. What we're seeing essentially is that through hormonal contraception, we're changing the very law of attraction that's written into our chemistry, trying to create healthy children and healthy relationships. And I think that a lot of this reveals to us the importance of talking about healthy relationships healthy practices such as not using contraception. But also it does make the case for, we know there are a lot of endocrine disruptors out there today and one of them includes the fact that our water has been significantly impacted by the shedding of hormonal contraception through via urination into the blood, into the water system. Um, And what we're seeing is that in studies such as Colorado study and around the world, there's a high level of Hormones, estrogen and progesterone are in our drinking water that's impacting women's fertility, but also could be impacting as well our pheromones and how we are relating to to one another. Now, tie this for a moment because I think it's really interesting to connect to. An anthropology study that I read by anthropologist Lionel Tiger, he has a fascinating book, by the way, Decline of the Male, that gets into a lot of animal studies and the connection to humans. Some of this stuff is absolutely fascinating, but one of his studies points out how pheromones and sexual activity has shifted for animals on birth control and what this tells us about humans. So what he did is he reveals the study of a tribe of macaque unk- monkeys in the Caribbean Island, and he studies the tribe's leader, the male leader, Austin, who's an alpha male that in, if you don't know this, monkeys are rather active when it comes to intimacy, and usually tends to have three exclusive partners. Well what happened was really interesting. Because the monkey usually only has three exclusive partners, what they did is they were able to study a little bit of contraception use in these animals. So often the alpha male has three exclusive partners. Well, what they do is they take two of the monkeys, the female partners, and they give them the common birth control Depra-Provera. Well, what happens is we see a change in the libido for Austin and the monkeys. And what happens is, is that Austin still continues to mate with three female monkeys. But the two that had been given Deborah provera were replaced, switched out with two others after having been exclusive for a long time with those three. Well, after this trend continued, the researchers tried something new. They gave all the female monkeys Deborah provera Well, what happened is Austin, the alpha male monkey, ceased mating with all the female monkeys, not just those three, but all of them. While monkeys are very active in that area when it comes to intimacy, uh, the male monkeys became confused when all the female monkeys were no longer interacting in the same way with their fertility and with their pheromones. So what happened is all the male monkeys became confused. They began, get this, this is what's shocking about this study and kind of a lot of gross, but I think it's interesting in connection to society. So the male monkeys began interacting with one another. You know what I mean? And they also, even if they interacted with the female monkeys, they were not having completed intercourse with the female monkeys. What does this say about the vast majority of females since the 1960s? Well, one, we've seen a massive change and decrease in libido for men and women, particularly women. Men still more interested, women not so interested, and men not interested in the same type of women. What we've also seen is In the last 50 years, has been the sudden onset of an increase in same sex attraction, gender dysphoria, men who just, although they want to date and marry women, are stepping out of the dating game because they're just not interested in the women they are seen out there or interacting with. What's happening? Well, because of hormonal contraception, we've completely altered the way men and women relate to one another on a biochemical level. The bodies are being tricked and manipulated. And as we saw with this monkey study, it's not just leading certain monkeys not be interested in certain female monkeys that are on contraception. It's also leading male monkeys to be confused about their sexual orientation and to be confused and in interacting with one another and not completing interaction with opposite sex. All of this is fascinating, a little kind of a lot gross, but it's telling of exactly what's happening in society and how widespread and massive the fallout of contraception has been. It is a group one carcinogen impacting and damaging women's bodies. It leads to an increase in the risk of stroke, migraine, depression, anxiety, nervousness for women. It leads women to choose bad partners for themselves and then when they no longer want to be on contraception, they resent and regret those partners. You see, women have a massive fallout that's occurring today because of contraception use. But no one wants to talk about it because it's quote, a private issue. It's an issue that belongs between two people in the bedroom. But the truth of the matter is, is that it's destroying marriages. It's hurting women. If we wanna be feminist, we need to tell the truth about things that hurt women's bodies and hurt women's relationships. And so I hope that this unpacking of what pheromones are is enlightening and inspires you, especially if you have children or friends, to discuss these things on a very simple and clear level.